0: Once again, it's Don's Pinball Podcast for your earlobes. Episode number 43. Decided to go ahead and drop back in and drop this killer information on everybody. Well, as good as I can make it. Just cobbling together everything going on for the... God, it's like the end of the week now. Man, it's non nonstop. You know, I try to just kick back for a couple of days, but like news and views keep coming into me. And I'm here to share them with y'all. Uh, y'alls, right? That's how we put it. Wiki, 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 wiki. Let's get it. Drizop. Maestro, hit the button. Slamming. What's going on, everybody? What's good, man? So, since that Harry Potter news dropped, there's been you know takes from every single uh podcast that I listen to, and it's all fantastic. I, you know, I love and appreciate everybody that's within this podcast community, everybody's got a different take. Um, you know, I totally dig it. Uh, plus, you know, I take my marching orders from Lord Kaneda, and he had his episode today, so then I have to come out with mine apparently. And here it is for you. Love you, guy. Love what you do. Thank you for the content. So, uh, back again, was a loser kid. Guys, You know, and then these guys come with some good 90 minute episode content that I really enjoy. And so they really went into detail about, you know, their uh, perspectives and everything on the Harry Potter rumor. So without belaboring the point, I mean, I did a whole episode uh, just on it, you know, but I'm back home now and then you've heard other people's views and things. And so, uh, one take that was interesting was, um, you know, their idea that the, uh, Jersey Jack would go back to this triple tier formula, uh, the one that Stern uh, pioneers and uses. Um, and the idea with a, a license like Harry Potter is, first off, it's gold, right? People dig this theme. This is triple A. This is like getting two balls in your launch lane when you start a game. I mean, that's how good this theme is. Um, so obviously, you could take advantage of that in the market. It's probably a more expensive theme. So why not have like a boutique level, you know, one off special machine like a Bond sixtieth level, like a 20000 five thousand dollar even game? Jeez, can we? Imagine? Imagine games at that price. That's nuts. Um, Anyway, but if you did that, you know, obviously you wouldn't be moving 5,000 units, right? If you were coming out with a uh, kind of a a boutique run of 500 at that high dollar price, fine. But with a license this wide appealing, I mean, you would want to have a version for operators as well. And so, Given that this may come out in two years from now, if if ever, um, you know, and they may have that commanding high price level for that collector's edition, then you know, when they do five thousand runs of their limited edition, well, limited, not so limited, at five thousand, you know, if it's running for you know twelve five or so, maybe they come out with another version around you know ten or eleven thousand dollars for operators. I don't know if an operator would jump um, at eleven thousand dollar game though. I mean, they have to bring it down to like seven eight on eight thousand. For something like Harry Potter, but this would be an appeal that would bring people, you know, um, in the corner of the uh, other Redemption play arcade over to play your pinball machines, you know, mommy, mommy, look, it's Harry Potter, yo. Hermione Granger, I want to go wave my wand. Where's Hagrid, right? Um, And so and then they also speculated on the same kind of things uh, that I've seen other people do regarding the theme. You know, do you do a theme for the movie? Do you do the theme based on the books of which there were illustrations of the characters and just, you know, find a way. There's just no way to make this game that's probably going to not make a large segment of the uh, hobby angry, I would think. So, um, best of luck to them. Now, one other point that uh, came to me as I was walking across a ring strewn parking lot back to my car after work today was just because they have this license, and I think it's reasonable to speculate and believe that they have secured the license, or, or at least in the final stages of procuring that. Just because they have the license doesn't mean they'll make the game. You know, I'm sure Stern has tons of licenses that they've never exercised that they've had the rights to. Um, with these licensing deals, likely there's a period of time Time where this licensing contract is active, and you know either party you know can can terminate the contract if the time runs out or you know if the game isn't released in time. That may have been what spurned Stern to release Bond as as they did the Bond Cornerstone, where it was kind of like released and it wasn't released and it was, and, but it wasn't complete and the code wasn't ready. You know, and it was just kind of like wasn't the seamless launch that we would expect. But it may be because uh, they were trying to meet a deadline. Maybe they were running out of contract time. They really had to get something going and get the game out there. So just because Jersey Jack may. Have the license to Harry Potter, one of the largest theme licenses I can think of at the moment, and they you are know, next to Star Wars. Doesn't mean it'll actually come to fruition, and nobody really knows for sure. And even within the walls of Jersey Jack, they may not know. But heck, for all I know, Mister Amateur Pinball Podcaster Extraordinaire, um, you know, in in five months from now, Steve Ritchie's Harry Potter may be gracing us and you know, commanding non-refundable deposits. For all I know, right? So it's all speculation at this point. But I did appreciate the uh, you know the, the guys there at the Loser Kid Podcast. They also had on, uh, what was it Nathan Lane? No, Chris Lane, Chris Pine, uh, one of the guys from the uh, Dr. Pin from the super awesome pinball show extravaganza, and so they were on giving some comments. It was a great show, I won't belabor it. Go listen to it, but. Uh, I will comment on some Pennsylvania. Now, your boy here, who currently resides in Wisconsin, did spend three years living in central Pennsylvania uh, in Lebanon, right You know, next to Hershey. So right in their wheelhouse and area. And they were talking about going to the Allentown Pin Fest, which sounds fantastic. Wish I knew about it back then and I had the time. But I also wish I had money. However, I didn't when I was you know, back there in training. Um, Regardless, there's an Amish market uh, adjacent to the Expo Center in Allentown and they make these stuffed pretzel sandwiches of which they were raving about for good reason. They're probably super delicious. But they are. I want to point out a couple of things. First off, they are not available exclusively there. They are also at other Amish farmers' market. In fact, the one in Effort of Pennsylvania, goes by the name of Green Dragon. It's there every Friday. It's probably been going for 200 years. It's a combination flea market, swap meet, livestock auction, and uh, you know other accoutrement of the uh, plain communities, as we call them in the Amish country. And Roseanne's Bread is a stand there, and they do these stuffed pretzel dough sandwiches, and they're fantastic. It's like if you can make a hot pocket out of like the best pretzel dough ever, right? Wrap it in meat and cheeses around uh, pretzel dough and then bake them in these old ovens. And then when they come out, you dip the whole thing in butter, sprinkle it with salt, and put it out there for like $3.50. Delicious. Probably at least 1,500 calories each. And, you know, your boy could go through two, you know, my big boy days, man. But they are fantastic. So if you're in Allentown, Pennsylvania area, you probably already know about those. But if you're Jason, if you're in Hershey, it's a quicker drive to Ephrata right down the the turnpike, or you can kind of cross through uh, through Lidditz, um, but Green Dragon is there, it's fantastic, it's open on Fridays, and man, you can get these pretzel sandwiches, they take the pretzel dough, they wrap it around hot dogs, little smokies, all kinds of stuff, and then and, and they ask you, like, do you want this dipped in butter, and you're like, I didn't know that was an option, but yes, I do, and Oh, they are fantastic. And now, they spoke a bit about the Amish community, too. Now, Amish is not a, a monolithic organization by any stretch, you know. So for, you know, those of us who are, are you know, outside of that community, we're referred to as English from within the community, um, Amish is not one thing. Amish is not one people. Um, different families have their own sets of rules. You know, you might see somebody that, you know, to the uninitiated, may look Amish and they're using a cell phone. And you're like, I thought that was banned. No, sir. It is all referred to as the playing community, from the strictly you know, Amish folks to the Pennsylvania Dutch to the uh, little house on the prairie cosplayers that call themselves Mennonites and drive around with cars with bumpers they painted black because they don't want to be ostentatious. Anyway, Pennsylvania, fantastic for pinball, fantastic for food, fantastic for roller coasters. What a great state that is. Just wanted to comment. Moving on. Today, I went to NAP Arcade. Well, I got an email from Nap Arcade because I'm on their email list. And wouldn't you know it, there is a Pulp Fiction locally available on location to play now. First one in the country documented that we know about. And wouldn't you know it, it's at Interium in Chicago. Well, in Schaumburg, you know, uh, just south of the Costco across from where they do the Expo Center at the Renaissance. So I was there two days ago. And I got to play some Galaxy uh, Tank Force, Galactic Tank Force, Galaxy Tank Force. Um, and I'll give a little review on that, but man, I was just there. I've heard about this place. I was driving through on my way back from Ohio. I stopped in to go shop at the mall, get some stuff from the Lego store. And then I went into this place to play some pinball and they had great pins. They had every one of the American pinball machines on display. They had a lot of Jersey Jack's latest games, some of which I'll get to a bunch of Sterns and everything. I was able to play a turtles premium. Uh, the Wi-Fi wasn't on though. So I didn't get no achievements. Come on, insider connected. Bring it, bring it. But right next to the Jersey Jack line now there is a pulp fiction without a topper so I got to assume it's the uh the standard edition or special edition the SC whatever they're calling it but it's there and you can play it and gosh dang it I missed it by two freaking days of all the luck right well let me give a brief review. Uh, Interium, fantastic place, huge arcade, kind of like a Dave and Buster's, but more uh, bowling is what it looked like. I didn't have time to explore the entire place. Large Redemption Arcade, but they had about 15 to 20 pinball machines, all latest releases. Um, some older ones too. I think there was a World Cup soccer in there, um, but there was a Whitewater Circus Voltaire. So they have some cool oldies. They have all the new Sterns. There was a uh, Foo Fighters Pro that was there. Uh, they have a lot of the recent Jersey Jacks, plus every single American pinball underneath a big banner of American pinball was with their old logo so you know that was fun I wish I would have had more time to be there uh, they do a card system but each game is a dollar and one thing I did like about this arcade in particular is that the games or at least the ones that I saw and I played they had the the price to pay in an actual dollar amount it wasn't in you know paws or uh, you know zip ties or, or razor blades or whatever currency that arcades usually use to kind of obfuscate you know the cost you know where you have to do this mental math to say well if I you know pay 50 bucks then I'm paying 25 cents for each one of these whatever made up currency points that they have but for $100 it drops down to you know 19 cents so maybe I should do that but then I'm spending three times as much as I was planning on it and then you go to play a game and it costs 10 who's it what's it's or whatever no this was great this was like $1 you beep the card they were RFID so none of that barcode crap So I like that. Slick place. Uh, It was my jam. And I was able to spend some more time now on Galactic Tank Force. Now the dudes over at the Lit Pin Bar in uh, Minneapolis, they let me in before they opened to put a couple games on Galactic Tank Force, for which I am incredibly grateful to them for doing uh, because I was able to play it. That was the first place I got to play it. But because I felt like I was imposing a bit, I did two games and then kind of thanked the guys, gave them some stickers, and then bounced. So this time I was able to put about six games through this. Six six to ten. And, uh, I have some thoughts. Okay, so first off, like, I walk up, and I'm like, great, this game's on location. I checked the pinball map before I drove through Chicago each way, and nothing was available anywhere, yet here it is, so that needs to be updated, and I should probably be the guy to do it if somebody hasn't already, uh, but it was on location. It was a dollar to play, three balls, um, and it was great, and I was, I was very excited because I, I had more time to spend with this game. It was fairly quiet there. there wasn't a very busy day, you know, so I got to play it. And, you know, I, I uh, have heard a lot about the stand-up targets in front of the tank. So my first couple of games, I just kind of focused on just hitting that t- those tank targets. And, yeah, it would fire back at you as you would expect. I mean, it's a risky shot. Um, a couple of times the ball did bounce over the, uh, the pop-up save that was in the middle there. I didn't notice that these stand-up targets were bent back like some of the other ones were. So these were just strictly the regular stand-ups. Um, but, uh, you know... Yes, okay, you hit it and it does bounce right back, sometimes goes straight down the middle, um, which when they do have the save that comes up, that should be prevented, but occasionally it does pop over. And so I think the quick fix for that would be with code, where you just add a ball save after a stand-up target hit like that for just you know a second or a second and a half. That way, if it does bounce over the flipper, at least your ball is there and it's automatically rejected back in there or launched. So I think that's a way to kind of fix that with code, but I still think this game has some fatal flaws to it. Playing the game, I appreciate the magnets that they put in there. Um, I appreciate the cow, even though it's weird; it's hanging from a noose. Um, you know, but I, I didn't mind the shots. Um, the Vux into the ramps were okay. It's definitely not a flowy game like Foo Fighters. And I and there's a couple of things that that. Are just flawed with it. First off, okay, can we just get the three D printed sculpts off, you know, out of the way? Um, they do look like something that I could print. And for a game like this, a world class pinball machine at world class prices, I want the world class standard, which would be you know resin sculpts or something. So you know, a company if they're going to put these into production, they're going to be making you know hundreds to a thousand of these games. You know, go ahead and you know, uh, you know, outsource this to a production company and get some decent sculpts in there that don't look like something that I made when the little Nordman robot popped up from the middle, I mean, I could see Stranding, you know, in the uh, negative space within his chest there where he has his little lightning bolt logo. And, you know, that's fine if I'm making a mod at home and I'm putting it in my machine all day, that's great. Um, But for something like this, I would expect some higher build quality, especially because the rest of the game is solid. I mean, uh, the cabinet feels great. The flippers feel responsive, and they work. Um, the light show in the game is fantastic. I mean, top shelf. The sounds, as far as the music um, and some of the other sounds that are in the gameplay itself, I like them. There are a couple of grating sound effects. Um, it was hard to pinpoint exactly where it was happening, but there was this kind of like this ringing ding kind of sireny sort of pinny tinny sound that would come through sometimes when you first launch a ball and it's like eh, I don't really like that I don't know if it's like it sounds like like a targeting system from Star Wars but like turned up very high in frequency and I would like to see that just go away in the code that's an easy fix please just get that guy out of there so get that out with code Um, get the the ball save if the, the ball runs over the flippers which you know I mean fatal flaw shouldn't be there to begin with but i think at least it could be greatly mitigated with code of just a quick ball save um but uh, you know, after that, um, you know, I think the, the 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 plastic ramps, the wire forms, I think they all work. Um, you know, the placement of the pop bumpers is fine. You know, I do like the Vuck that's in the back that goes up. I like the ball lock mechanism. I mean, I like the magnets and I like the build of the game. I mean, the the planet in the back and that mirrored backlash at the back of the playfield. I mean, that's fantastic. You know, but as good as that is, the uh, the cringy um, the cringy characters that they got uh, for the video scenes. I mean. You know, I watched them because I wanted to see them, but but that just really put me off the game. Like, I went into this game, and the first couple of games I put through it, you know, I wasn't really getting deep into the code or anything because I was just playing with the stand-up targets and just firing balls around indiscriminately. And I was like, you know... I kind of like this game, you know? I wish it was available. Maybe I could see myself getting one and, and you know, because I have a lineup of, I mean, I've got five Stern games, they're all brand new, so anything else is just cake on that. And, you know, like, I could tolerate a game like this in my game room because it's just different enough, you know? But I have enough variety that I think it could work. You know, and I was really wanting to like this game. And I'm like, okay, fantastic. You know, maybe it's not as bad as, you know, people were saying, but then watching a few of those videos, I'm like, you know, Professor Plotnik, come on, man. <laughs> um, and then, you know, Sonya Blade... You know, bless her heart. Uh, it just, I, and I don't know, maybe there's more variety in there that's not programmed in, but just seeing the same things kind of over again, it was almost like, um, it was like when I was in college and uh, it would be Halloween Halloween and then we'd go into class and the professors would all march in and they all were all dressed up as different characters and they all had a theme and it was all just kooky and campy because these are college professors doing this, you know, so one year they were all X-Men and the, you know, anatomy professor painted himself blue and he was beast with his uh, white coat professor jacket. And it was great for what it was because, you know, we know these guys, we loved them, you know, they were our instructors and they, they went through the trouble of, you know, dressing up into some, you know, B-tier costumes or whatever. Um, but looking, but that's kind of like how this was watching those characters it's like you know the people that we have from work you know went together and they're putting together a skit and you know if i knew these people it it would make sense but it was like you know it's almost like watching Randy Quaid in Independence Day when he's jumping in the fighter pilot, you know, and just some of the cringy things he was saying. This is kind of what I'm getting. No disrespect for these people. They're all very quite talented. Um, they wouldn't be involved in this project if they weren't, you know, already serving another purpose, and this is kind of a secondary thing. But I think there is something to be said about, you know, when you want actors, hire actors, you know, pay the scale and get what you pay for. Uh, but regardless, it's it's fine. It's just for me I'm not feeling it so that was detracting some of the layout issues especially the tank of detracting now now correct me if i'm wrong here but how about this for a fix for gameplay um, keep the stand-up targets fine but you know you hit four or five of the stand-up targets and then all the stand-up targets then drop into the play field opening up a path underneath that tank with a spinner or maybe a spinner into a gobble hole that goes to a subway and then boom there's your shot you're ready you know the shields are lowered mecha is ready to be hit or whatever you hit it rip that spinner in the middle maybe you have to maybe the, the spinner is the, the, the core of the tank right so you hit the drop targets the drop targets drop exposing the spinner and then you've got about 30 seconds to spin that thing 15 times you know and then drop into the the vuck or the uh, below a lower play field or something or even just shoot straight through um you know like with a led zeppelin and then the tank explodes you know the tank that's made out of an actual sculpt with a mechanism in there and then maybe it just it, you know explodes and rattles and flashes like the death star does in the star wars premium and LE from stern um, i think that would add such a great moment and almost capture some of the same excitement you get when you play medieval madness and you destroy the castle you know, and you got to work your way through the five tanks, like you work your way through the five castles. Or Attack from Mars, you know, which is this game's compared to a lot. I think this could have been like a, a modern reimagining of like an Attack from Mars type Brian Eddy game with a main mechanism that, you know, while you're shooting the shots and going around, you also have this subplot of battling these tanks that come up. So I think that would work. This game still hasn't released as far as I'm concerned. This game's not available. You can, you can put down a pre-order, but they're not getting... Delivered. I'm seeing no unboxings. I'm seeing a few of them show up on site. These are probably ones that were already made, ones that have been appearing at shows, but I don't think this game is in serious production yet. And that may be because it's at the design stage again, and they're going through some some last minute changes. So if there is time... I think this would, at least for the upper tier levels, this would be an interesting, satisfying mechanism. If this could be designed with a tank, leave it where it is, leave the stand-up targets, but motorize them so they drop down below the playfield, exposing a spinner um, that you can hit, and then, you know, build up enough heat to overload the tank, and then, boom, shoot the tank, and the tank explodes, and then the whole mechanism resets, and then you go on to, like, the second form of it. I think that would work. All right, I'm going to move on from Interium. I spent plenty of time there. I want to go back. I still have money on my card, and I need to go back now uh, for Pulp Fiction that will happen in two weeks when I'm back in Chicago while I was in Chicago though I went to the Galloping Ghost pinball arcade now this is a a two location place in uh, uh, Brookfield or something one of the 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 towns around the western part of Chicago Um, and it was a pay one price arcade it was 20 bucks the price is going to go up to $25 this summer it looks like and they have like 50 or so games um, at the pinball place. They also have a pay one price arcade up the street. If you save your receipt, you get $5 off if you want to go up there. and or vice versa, go one to the other. But they had some interesting games. So it wasn't just all the modern Sterns, all the modern JJPs, all the modern APs. Um, they did have about three modern Sterns. Uh, three to four. Um, you know, Elvira was there, monsters. Uh, a Led Zeppelin Premium. And a uh, Godzilla. Um, but they had a smattering of a bunch of rare stuff that I have never played before. QBert Pinball game. That was that was fun, fantastic. Medusa? You've all played Medusa? I think it's an old Bally Williams. It looks like probably something that came out a couple years after Fathom. I haven't looked it up, but that was a fun, fantastic game. It had an up, it up I had a play area at the back of the play field. You know, you pinball guys, you probably know all about Medusa more than I do. But it was cool seeing that mechanism where like the upper flippers can come together and you know you can just kind of flip around to try to hit the stand-up targets in the back and then they separate again, let the ball roll down. So that was a fun game from that kind of era of What I'm thinking must be early 80s. I'll look it up when I get off of here. Um, But they also had this homebrew Predator pinball machine, which I have never seen or even heard of. Apparently, this was a one-off homebrew that they then were able to purchase, and it was actually working, so that was fun to get to play. So um, they had a lot of just, like, rare things that I haven't really seen, even at expos and conferences. So if you're in the Chicago area, 20 bucks, 25 this summer, it's worthwhile to stop by and play. Now, one of the reasons I went there was because they had a Munsters Premium and I was looking through my Insider Connected uh, account, and there's a couple of Insider Connected games that I, I, it just says I have no record of ever playing. And one of those was Monsters. And so I was hoping I could go there, and I'm like, this is a big arcade, they'll have Insider Connected and everything. They didn't. I think they had Insider Connected on Godzilla, and that was it. So uh, I'm still looking for a Monsters with Insider Connected so I can go and actually get these achievements, particularly if they're on location. Um, but uh, other than that you know it was a a fun place it's definitely worth a stop by the guys are really great I dropped a bunch of stickers for them Um, so thanks for you know coming by they even called and said you know is there a way to get the insider connecting working on Munsters Uh, there is but you know since it's such an older game it's one of the the first ones that they went back and retro engineered insider connected for and so you probably have to buy a new metal apron if you can even find one to have it added to the apron otherwise you'd have to put it in the door Um, so that could be you know part of the whole but you know, guys, if you could, it sure would be awesome if there was an insider connected, uh, you know, device on there, or even maybe one you can just move around. Also, I like to say that I am warming up a bit more to Led Zeppelin. Um, it's still not a game that I think I want to own. I do like the theme, but it was fun playing it. Um, so you know, I, I did like the shots and then the spinner mechanism that drops beneath the play field. That's fun. I think the premium minimum if you're going to play. The Pro really just doesn't have much satisfying mechanisms or anything. And this is coming from a guy who owns Star Wars. Moving on, what else do I have? Oh, a new segment I wanted to do. Um, So I wanted to do a segment where I talk about some games that seem to be lauded in the community, but for me personally, I find them kind of overrated. Let's go with the first one. I was paged last night. Came from your dad's office at the arcade. So? So? Number's been disconnected for 20 years. Two nights before he disappeared, he came to my house. He said he was about to change everything science, medicine, religion. He wouldn't have left that, Sam. He wouldn't have left you. Alan, you're acting like I'm gonna find him sitting there working. Just, hey, kiddo, lost track of time. Wouldn't that be something? Oh, that's right. Coming straight out of Flynn's Arcade with Tron. What? I'm going to get some heat for this, I know, but come on, guys. I've played Tron on location several times. I've wanted to like it. I dig the aesthetic of it. I really do. I I love Tron, both the old film, uh, the new remake. Um, I love that aesthetic. I loved Electronica, the dance party that was at Disney California Adventure for a few years in the early 2000s. Um, But when playing this game, I'm just not getting any kind of satisfying deep, rewarding experience from playing it you know every time I see it on location I throw a game or two through it but I'm like yeah okay you know they got that the the red tank mech there at the back you know you got the little um the hole with the vuck and and the little uh arcade machine is kind of cool I like the lights that are in the ramps but I don't see what's so dang satisfying about this for everybody it's okay to shoot but you hit the plastic ramps and then your balls back at the the in lane like what am I missing with this game am I just too naive what is the deal with Tron that makes it such a rewarding, amazing experience? I mean, uh, you know, like better than, you know, a Jurassic Park, Iron Maiden, Godzilla, something, you know? Uh, why is it better than Whitewater, Medieval Madness, you know? Um, you know, some of these other games. It's better than Fire, you know? Yeah, I'll give you that. But I just don't have, uh, I just feel, uh, about it, you know? It's like, you know, if I play it or I right don't, it's kind of, uh, it's, it's fine. What is it about Tron um, that just seems so amazing? I just played it again tonight on my my virtual pin that I have, which has, you know, great rumble, great force feedback, high definition. Um, you can play the game regular. You can play it where it's playing movie clips on the backlash. I mean, it's a fun, engaging game. You know, I get the, uh, you know, the sounds and the call outs and everything and, and replicate the gameplay but still I'm like, why is this so rated so highly? I mean I've warmed way up to Deadpool, um, but I'm just I'm, all the times that I've played drawn, I've played it on several locations. I've played it virtual is uh, I don't know. what am I missing? Let's go to the next one. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. the chocolate room. Alright, we're going to step into a little pure imagination. What well, this is sacrilegious, right? i got I got haters already writing emails, I can believe it. Um, so, Willy Wonka, Jersey Jack, uh, I get it. I, I love this theme, I love this movie, I love these songs, I've seen this movie a hundred times. I've read the books. This introduced me to Roald Dahl, I've read just about every other uh, young novel that he did. Um, I think I did a book report on James and the Giant Peach about ten different times when I was in grade school. And, I mean, I love it, man. I mean, I, I just about have a gobstopper tattoo, but ah I don't get it man And I don't know if it's like the shallowness of the theme integration because the songs aren't there uh, but I've tried to really enjoy this because I know how much people love it they're like this is the best shooter you know Pat Lawler genius whatever this was supposed to be Toy Story I, you know but I I mean there's a lot of ball pass I mean everything is there but like I just feel like there's no depth no soul for me like nothing to grab me to play this game you know, so what am I missing with Wonka? Is, you know, is it the shots? Am I playing bad versions? Am I just a bad pinball player? Am I a terrible human being because I just don't seem to care that much for Willy Wonka? Like, you know, um, you know, if I caught one at a deal, you know, like three thousand under market, I still don't know if I'd want it because I just I don't have fun playing it that much. I mean, you know, I played it on location, I played it at friends' houses. Um, you know, there's a virtual version on my VP, which is fairly terrible. But, you know, I it looks good. It looks, it's got ramps. I love ramps. I love ramps. I love shots. Um, gobble holes are fun. There's some um, elevator in the back that I never got to play with. Maybe that's it. Maybe am I just a bad player and I haven't played deep enough in there to really get it. Maybe I'll get it one day. I mean, I'll keep giving it a chance when I play it on location. But it was there at Ethereum. I walked right by it. Um, Guns N' Roses was there. I walked right by it. And I used to own that. So that's not a big deal. Uh, Godfather was there. You know, I just walked by that. And I just played. I played Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which I got a free game on. And then I played uh, a lot of Galactic Tank Force. And then I was kind of short on time. But what is it with Willy Wonka? Man, why is it better? Why don't I like it? I should like it. By all accounts, I should like it. I think I like dialed in way more than I like Willy Wonka. A Pirates of the Caribbean I really like. I like Wizard of Oz more than Willy Wonka. I don't know what it is. I want to like it, guys. I'm not just trashing it just to be contrary. I want to like this game, but I don't get it. So give me some feedback and comments of what I'm missing or what I need to do to really appreciate this game on the level that I see everybody really calling about. Um, you know, maybe it's just, you know, good shooters and that's all people need and they're happy with that, you know? I like a little story, a little depth, a little music, a little razzle and dazzle, you know. All right, moving on. I covered a lot of stuff today. Uh, One thing I did today is merch drop. I dropped two, two new merchandises. (laughs) One more time, air horn. All right. (laughs) Was that cringe AF now for the kids? So I've got a Gorgar T-shirt, all right? And I've (laughs) received all sorts of views on my Gorgar graphic. Okay, so what I've been doing for my, my fathom, you know, mermaid shirt. And then this one, I'm like looking back at those classic games that are pretty iconic with their imagery. And I'm trying to take away, you know, give it to my artist and have him and come up with an interpretation and then throw my Don's pinball podcast on there to make something interesting. You know, I didn't want to just make a shirt that just has a small logo up in the left breast area that just says, you know, Don's pinball podcast. And here it is. Give me $25. I'm hungry. Um, you know I want to give you something and I love big graphics on shirts big loud graphics I'm, I'm all about it um, so I came uh, he came up with this design and you know it's Gorgar in a cave the scantily clad woman is there and it's all like drawing on this imagery from Gorgar he put the snakes in there pinball machine skulls I mean it is you know it's, it's like heavy like this would be a cool you know like rock album logo kind of thing you know it's not like super death metal it's not gory but like it's it comes a little harder and I had people especially people from the uh, Gorgar fan group and they're just like I Want one? How do I get one? Let me send you money. Send me one since you have one. And I'm like, fantastic, man. We're popping off. And I have other people saying, you know, I really liked your other two logos. This one, I'm just not feeling, you know, so the community has been divided. I've had people, you know, like love react and people put like Haiti faces on it. So what a polarizing t-shirt. Is it a polarizing game? I mean, Um, I have a soft spot for Gorgar. When I was playing pinball arcade on the PlayStation, it was one of the tables that I had. And, you know, I was exploring these kind of older games. And so the first older game that I really played that I actually enjoyed the gameplay on. It wasn't just doing it for nostalgia. This is a game that came out in 1979. I mean I was born that year. So like I have this kind of weird connection with Gorgar. He's a demon. The game is fully demonic. There's no music. It's just a heartbeat that quickens as you play. With these weird 70s callouts. man. I don't know I got something for Gorgar. And like the, the snakes and everything. Man this is great. I love this logo. I've ordered a bunch. I've already sold one, so if you want one, at donspinballpodcast.gmail.com, $25, I'll mail it to your door. If you want to add another shirt, just give it another $20 bucks and tell me which one you want. I've got four different lines now, four SKUs. I'm so excited about that. Um, I have extra larges and double Xs coming. Uh, the other shirt, I've uh, had a, another artist just design me a nice round Don's Pinball Podcast logo. It's got a pinball machine with a microphone on it. Pretty simplistic, but... If you don't want the ostentatious graphics, it's another cool shirt that you can get. I got pictures up on the uh, Facebook page of Don's Pinball, Don's Pinball Podcast, which is what you're listening to. So on the Facebook page, there's photos of that. Same price, 25 bucks. I got them on order. I'm going to get them in two weeks so you can pre order now. Give me those non-refundable deposits, man. Now, you know, again, uh, these shirts are fairly expensive. $25 really barely covers the expenses of them. I'm doing this just to put something cool that's out there, you know. So if you want to rep the brand and help me spread my message, that's really what it's for. Um, Another way you can contribute is on the Patreon page for Don Spinball Podcast. It's still only $5. Go ahead and join there. And then if you want stickers or other things that I come up with, refrigerator magnets, random stuff, if you're a Patreon member, all you got to do is just email me and I'll send that stuff out. Otherwise, if you would like just some stickers, you want a refrigerator magnet, a keychain, just some random stuff, go ahead and just email me, Podcast at gmail.com. Give me your address, and then a Venmo or PayPal me 5 bucks just to cover the shipping of that, and I will do it. Or take that 5 bucks, contribute on Patreon. Let's prove all the haters wrong. Do I even have haters? Who could hate this content? Who could hate this great content that I'm bringing to the community every week? that I have done 43 times. Did you see on Instagram, Pinball Brothers did a little factory tour? It was really quick. It wasn't a comprehensive thing. So I don't know if it's quite pizza worthy, uh, but it's out there. I think that's all the news up to the moment. Let's see what the weekend's going to bring us, guys, man. Crack some margaritas or just some orange juice if you're, uh, you know, otherwise staying nice and sober and not so toasted. Have yourselves a good evening. Thanks, everybody.